Senior Life Journeys presents Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia, a podcast designed to help caregivers find knowledge, power, hope, and smiles in their dementia caregiving journey. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. Here is your host, best-selling author, Carol Howell. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. I'm Carol Howell, your host, and today we're going to talk about communication. Well, is there any part of your life where effective communication is not necessary or certainly desirable? Have there been times in your life where you've had difficulty with effective communication, where it may have been desirable, but it just didn't happen? Well, I know the answer to that is yes, there have been times for you, um, because that happens with all of us. We have something on our mind. We really want to say it, but it may not come out the way we want it to. We may feel like we don't have the opportunity to say it. We don't have listening ears somewhere that um, that can't wait to hear what's on our heart or on our mind, and we keep it bottled up inside of us. Or when we are working with our folks who have dementia, we cannot communicate with them because their communication skills are diminishing or their communication skills verbally are gone. Now, just because a person is no longer verbal does not mean they don't communicate because they do. There is always some communication that goes on between two humans um, that are trying to make a point. There is something that is going on that we need to be aware of. And sometimes it's listening. Sometimes it's watching bodily cues, what, what what they're doing with their arms or their legs or how they are um, reacting with their body to the situation or to what you are saying. You can learn a lot about people. You know this, uh, in this time of COVID where we have to wear masks, it's hard to look at people when they're talking and know if they're smiling or if they're thinking, I wish that person would shut up. They're just getting on my nerves because that mask is covering up much of the face. We discern a whole lot about what other people are saying to us by what we see on their face. That is true for your loved one with dementia who's looking at your face. That is true for you, the caregiver, who is looking at the face of that individual. Well, one of the things I want you to be aware of, speaking of the face, is how you might answer a question that you are asking your loved one with dementia and you don't even realize you're doing it. You know how we do move our bodies when we talk. They say if you were to tie our hands behind our, our back, we wouldn't be able to talk. Us Southerners are definitely like that. Our hands move a lot and our heads move a lot. You know, we'll shake our head yes or we'll shake our head no or whatever. But picture this scenario. You go to visit mom or dad, and especially in an assisted living community, this is where I see it becoming more of a problem. You go to visit them, and you say to them, Mom, did you have lunch today? And the whole time you're asking mom, did she have lunch today, you're shaking your head no, because you're just convinced that they did not come get her and take her down to lunch. Now, I don't know why you think that. I can tell you in my experience with most assisted livings and family members, we think that staff is not doing when in fact most of the time they are. Now, honey, there are exceptions to everything on the planet, and there's exceptions to that. But we go in with this negative 
um, background or tape playing in our head that affects how we then react, react to and relate to our loved ones with dementia. So if we're saying, Mom, did they take you down to lunch today and you're shaking your head no, what Mom hears and what Mom sees are not coming together. They're, they're not working right in, her, in their brain. And they're more likely to respond to what they see than what they hear. So what they see is you shaking your head no. So they're probably going to respond with no. Now you're all jacked up and worked up because they didn't take mama down to lunch. When really they did. But you led mama to that answer by shaking your head no. You could say, dad, did you go play bingo today? And you're shaking your head yes. You know dad went and played bingo. He loves bingo. He wins every time he goes. It's so much fun. And you're shaking your head yes. And you're smiling. Dad, did you play bingo today? And he agrees. When in fact, they didn't even have bingo. They all got on the bus and went for ice cream. But you don't know that because you are leading dad for an answer that you are supposing is correct. Well, girl child, you don't know. So let's smile for sure. Let's lower the shoulders and, 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 and be happy. And let's touch our hands to their hands. But don't give them the answer by your body and the way you're moving your head or whatever. Allow them to answer. But allow them to do it in their way. Don't rush them. If our loved ones with dementia feel like that you're getting irritated with them and they're getting rushed or pushed to hurry up and give an answer, well, that's not going to help the situation. It wouldn't help you either. You know, if I said, come on, come on, tell me, you know the answer. What is it? Come on, come on, say it. Well, that's not going to facilitate you being quicker to respond or you responding in a favorable way it's going to put me in a little bit of a mood and if there's one thing you don't want is carol in a mood and you don't want your loved one in a mood either you want them to be calm and relaxed so you're going to approach them in a way that will bring about that calmness and the one way you approach them is face to face you don't approach them from behind or from the side even if you have to make a loop around the room so they see you coming towards them not uh, surprising them in any way they can see you six eight feet away if their vision still allows and a good six to eight feet away you're going to call their name you're going to say well hi miss vera how are you today? And you're going to extend your arm way in advance of having reached them to see if they extend their arm to reach for your hand. Now, if they do not, and you've gotten within probably six or eight feet and they are still sitting without reaching their hand out to yours, you might want to assume today is not the day to get that close. They may not want you in their private space. Everyone's private space is different. This is for sure. What is comfortable for uh, entering the private space of someone you don't know and what is comfortable for entering the private space for someone you do know or your husband or your children, it's different. So you have to be aware of that. If they don't welcome you into their private space by extending their arm, then you stop right where you are and you continue that conversation. If they do extend their arm, then you know you can come absolutely as far as it will take to grasp their hand. If they lower that elbow towards their body, bringing you into their private space, well now 
you know that you can have a more intimate conversation with them. How do we make that conversation more effective after we've gotten that permission to come into their private space? We're going to get down eye to eye. We're going to look at them eye to eye. Now that may mean and probably does mean you need to kneel beside them or pull up a chair and sit beside them. Now think about that kneeling business. <laughs> if you can get down there, you got to get back up. And if you're like me, some days you're like, well, that's a challenge. I've decided all this exercising I'm doing just might kill me. You know, I get, <laughs> I get up the next morning and I'm like, ow, that hurts. And this hurts because I've used muscles. So think about, do you prefer maybe just to pull up a chair and sit beside them? But that's what you want to do. Eye to eye contact. You do not want them to have to look up at you if they're seated and you're standing. Because now you've put yourself in a position of authority. That's not a good way to bring about healthy communication. That is a good way to bring about tense anxiety, tension and anxiety right off the bat. So you're going to get down eye to eye and you're going to put yourself in line with their dominant side. So if they're right-handed, you're going to get on their right side. If they're left-handed, you're going to get on their left side. And then you're going to proceed with your conversation. Well, in our next episode, I'm going to talk to you about a little more about communication. And the particular part is how to hold their hand, how to massage their back, rub their arm, and why that might help bring about good communication and maybe be the chance that they will comprehend and could they possibly remember maybe for just a little while what you were saying well these techniques will help improve those chances anyway so join us on our next episode of let's talk dementia blessings and smiles a special thank you to our sponsors national association of veterans and families 800-352-2919 or www.navf.org contact them for information regarding benefits for the veteran or the spouse of the veteran tell them carol sent you national association of veterans and families they speak veteran so you don't have to hd imports located in Rock Hill, South Carolina, wonderful mechanics for the repair and maintenance of Honda, Hyundai, Acura, Toyota, and Kia. HD Imports, 803-985-0985. I would like to take a special moment and thank you for being a part of Let's Talk Dementia. You can find all of our resources at our website, letstalkdementia.org. Our podcasts, our videos, our books, our blogs, and a form where you can contact me are all right there on the website. I look forward to hearing from you. Blessings and smiles.